We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Mavericks Presents Group Therapy. We're here. It's Friday afternoon, June 2nd, about three weeks until the NBA draft, and we're just kind of here in the middle of a bit of a dead zone, at least for me, uh, Mavericks content-wise. There's, you know, plenty of things we could talk about, plenty of things I would love to hear uh, from you guys on. There's some, you know, interesting news that broke in the, the earlier today that is kind of like Mavericks adjacent. Uh, but I'm very curious if, if to any of you would would you know want to come up here and, and talk about some of the things that are that are on your mind. Um, while we see if anybody wants to request to come up on stage, otherwise this might be a delightfully short Friday afternoon podcast. Um, the Mavericks assistant, like kind of lead assistant search, continues. Um, Frank Vogel had had his name mentioned by Mark Stein and others for several weeks uh, with regards to the assistant coaching position besides Jason Kidd, but he is now coaching the Suns as Luke Byrne agree or as, as Luke Byrne noted in the comments. That's, you know, I, I, it's obviously a very big deal in relation to the West. It's, how big of a deal it is in relation to the Mavericks is I think of, of interest um, to us hardcore fans. Um, it's one of those things where as the year went on, it felt to me that the Mavericks were a little bit, eh, their coaching staff was just very inexperienced on the whole. Um, you know, Brian Roby in the chat says, yeah, we need to go ahead and give chair uh, Terry Stotts a call. You know, I, he was on that list, but I'll be curious to see, you know, who they end up going with just because I think they need some, um, they just need some, some, somebody else, uh, nine coaches on the staff last year, but fairly inexperienced down the roster. And that, 
that's one of those things that can end up um, biting the Mavericks to a degree. So, you know, we're still here at Mavs Moneyball and then uh, at, at Pod, obviously here at Pod Maverick, just sort of in a, in a bit of a waiting space. Um, none of us are um, reporters in, in the exact sense. So talking about, you know, who the Mavericks might bring in for workouts and who has been seen, you know, on site is is one of the things that, that could be of interest to folks. Um, Mavs Film Room, my man Jay said that he has heard that Grady Dick was on site uh, with the Mavericks. Um, the great running joke with Mavs Twitter is it could have been Tim Cato or um, Nick Angstad. I would have gone with Nick because they each have like luscious hair. But yeah, you know, we're we're just kind of here and 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 hanging out. There's not um there's just not a ton on the horizon. You know, yesterday uh over at Fox Sports, um who is it here? It was Chris Broussard kind of got into a bit of a interesting talking head discussion with Nick Wright talking about uh Nikola Jokic and sort of his place in the NBA pantheon. Um it it was he he made like one he made a couple of like offhand comments about Dirk, which seemed to really fire people up. Perfect social media fodder because he said, "I, I feel that Dirk may is overrated in, 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 by NBA people." Which, like, what does overrated mean? Is sort of the question there. If, when you're talking about like top twenty five guys, of which Dirk is one, um, it, it's it's splitting hairs. I think if we're being completely candid, if Nikola Jokic wins an MV or wins the um, NBA championships this year, by age 29, he has an NBA championship and two MVPs, and he maybe very well could have had three. He might win another. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with anybody sliding him ahead of Dirk. Uh, what I keep coming back to is that Dirk, other than maybe LeBron in 2016, Dirk has perhaps like the most impactful kind of important ring to NBA to, to Mavericks fans in the last, you know, however many years, uh, probably in this century, really, it's like gotta be him and LeBron in 2016. I suppose you could make an argument for Dwayne Wade if you really wanted to in 2006, but I don't want to do that. Um, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of one of those conversations. I love Dirk's going into the hall later this summer hall of fame with Dwayne Wade. We'll have a lot of, Dirk related content um as as we go on this year. All right, uh 17 in the chat says I saw a trade idea. LA gets Kyrie Hortford and Gallinari, Celtics get Delo and AD, Mavs get Brown. What are your thoughts? <sighs> Brown is just such an interesting guy to talk about because he just made all NBA, which means he's eligible for a bajillion dollars. And he took a bit of a discount to stay with the Celtics last time at the rate that he was at. He could have, I think he signed early and he could have gone to market and maybe made a little bit more. I don't suspect he ends up wanting a, to take a discount for anything. And with some of the things we've seen in the last several days, particularly like his just utter inability to dribble with his left hand, it's it's forcing him left resulted in a lot of turnovers against the Miami Heat. And at his age, he's not like a young man, or he's not like an old man by anything, but improving ball handling is seem that's a tough thing to ask. Tough thing to ask a little later in life. I, I just 
have a harder time seeing it, even though I really like him as a player. I think the Mavericks need somebody with a bit more ball handling. I, I like it, and, you know, then the price is obviously just enormous. But like, I like him as a player. I think it certainly would be something new, particularly if Kyrie was like dead set on getting out of Dallas and going over there. But, you know, it's it's like $50 million a year for five years, as Thomas says in the chat. That's just a ton of money. Um, Brian in the chat asks if I saw former Mavs Moneyball contributor Lauren Gunn's, uh, you know, just group of trade skeletons. And I did. Let me see if I can go find it here because I don't know. Like, trades are not my forte. So it's very hard for me to, like, comment on the veracity of them. Josh and I were, were doing it a little bit last night. Um, but it's it's just it's it's one of these things where I've never been great at it. And so I don't want to, like, say something's bad or dumb or impossible because – it doesn't seem like the NBA is um, particularly great, or it, it some it feels like some NBA GMs are just as bad at this as the rest of us are. Um, let me see where is her tweet. Okay, so she had some potential frameworks which were of interest, at least in her mind, with uh, you know other fans and stuff that she's talked to. Uh, just before we move on from the Boston trade, Leo says, "Pray that God, Sham God, can help." Brown. I mean, that would quite literally be be the one for us. Um, I have Ollie waiting. I'm going to answer his question, and then I'll bring Ollie up. Obviously, if you want to chat with me, go ahead and click that link uh, in the comments, and it will take you to a waiting room. You can come up on stage. If you have not subscribed to our show yet, we're obviously in a bit of the dead zone right now, but I want to fire up the content as we move through the summer, which we're much more of a game reaction show. ideas all right so lauren has a couple of things she suggests let's just go through them one at a time utah at 16 trading uh the 10th pick for tons and mcgee for kelly olnick and the the um 16th jazz pick second one trading with houston mcgee and 10 for 20 jay sean tate and Kenyon martin jr uh brooklyn uh, moving 10 Bertans and a 2025 second, which the Mavericks don't have. I don't know if they, they don't have any 20, they don't have any second round picks for like a billion years, but that's neither here nor there for a 20 for the 2020, or I'm sorry, for the 21st pick, 22nd pick and um, O'Neal, Royce O'Neal. Uh, and then he, she has Bertans 10 uh, for the Mavericks and then sending that to Memphis for Adams the 25th pick in the draft and a 2025 second or 2026 second, depending on what Memphis wants to pass out. Um, I don't know. None of them really move me. I think our staff at Mavs Moneyball is interested in anything Brooklyn related, just in an attempt to pick up draft pick assets because like more bites at the apple. Um, I do like the Houston one just because those are the kind of guys that would, I think work well with Luca uh, guys that don't need the ball that can do a lot of things. Um, Jay Sean Tate is, is an incredible player. Um, I'd be, you know, Kmart in Dallas would be pretty wild given the family history there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do the Googling of Mark Cuban and Kenyon Martin. The answer may surprise you. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so um, coming up here is Ollie. Uh, Ollie, how you doing, man? Thanks for waiting. No worries, Kirk. How are you? I'm not bad. What's going on? Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, just prepping my breakfast for tomorrow morning. Um, there you go. Yeah, I've, I've we've, we've discussed before, I want us to keep the pick, but um, I've been looking at the Utah Jazz, and I think that moving back, if you can, I thought maybe he's doing something like Bertans and 10. For Colin Sexton in 16 and 28. I don't know if they'd do it or not, but I think that'd be a really good idea to do. Uh, draft someone like Derek Lively, I think, who will be available at 16. Um, and then you can try and trade that 28 pick with Tim Hardaway for someone like Bojan uh, with Detroit. I don't know what your thoughts. The trading back thing is an idea that a lot of fans really like. And what I hope is that the Mavericks have kind of a tiered framework of what they're hoping for on draft night because I don't want them to come to an agreement on what they're going to do before draft night because I earnestly think that someone in that current five through nine range that a lot of Mavs fans really like is going to be available. Mm Mm-hmm. And if someone, you know, like I just, I did a mock draft with um, Mavs draft and a whole bunch of people. And I ended up with Jairus Walker at 10. Like I'd be over the moon if the Mavericks ended up with Jairus Walker. But, you know, if we're talking instead about having to maybe look at guys like the Grady Dicks of the world, who I don't think inspires anybody in this chat, 
then yeah, yeah, you know, trading back is an interesting option. I mean, where I run into challenges with this is not that I don't think they're good ideas. It's that the Mavericks have simply not traded for first round picks in almost 18 years. So obviously the, the first time would be, you know, it'd be great if that was now, but I just, you know, mm. history, history tends to inform what happens next. So that's sort of where my, my head is, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is though, you look at what they need this off season and like what they can actually do. <laughs> the free agents, I was looking at the um, wings and um, it's dark. There's, there's, there's no one available. Like there's, there's, there's no top like that mid-level wing available. Mm. Guys like six, seven, six, eight. There's like Jalen McDaniels, but I think he's going to get. I I worry that he's going to get paid a lot. I think teams going to. He had a good season with Charlotte, and I think he's going to get paid more than that taxpayer MLE, which the Mavs can really only offer. Yeah. Um. And I was talking to my friend who's a Phoenix fan, and he 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 was like, yeah, he wants him as well. And I think I, I think we might lose out. So. But that's that's he he's my ideal target that they'd add. I mean, but I like I, I, I just I I I'm coming around to the concept of trading back, if only because I have long preached bites at the apple or what the Mavericks need. And when you look mm-hmm. at their recent draft history, yeah, 2020 didn't really pan out. You know, Josh Green's <laughs> been fine, but that whole draft was kind of a mess. And you want to? It's it's you, know, you look at what they did, obviously with Luca and Jalen Brunson. You look what they did when they finally bought in to go ahead and commit to a guy like like Jaden Hardy. I just if they have that sort of committal to guys and they've done the work and they feel confident, then I want them to pick somebody because the, the you mentioned it. The free agency's dark. Free agency's going to stay dark. The Mavericks are like their books are not great. And we talked, Josh Bow and I talked a, bit, a little bit about this last night. Yeah, the CBA is just it's restrictive. It's tough. Which which. I, I think that I mean, someone was saying that, or oh, they might have the the non-tax paramilly. I was like, I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see how they can work that with the Kyrie if they do plan on re-signing Kyrie. So I'm looking at they're going to have the the tax the tax paramilly, which I think is about three years, seven million, um, that they can offer. And there's just not a lot of guys that are going to that fit what they want and fit what they need at that mm. that that price range. Like I say, Jaden McDaniels, I think he's going to get more. Tory Craig, I think Sun's re-signing with his rights. Um, uh, and then this guy's like, um, what's his name? Uh, O'Shea Brisket Bris- Bris- from Indiana. Yeah. Um, that's about it. That's 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 realistically going to be available. Oh no, that is. So yeah, yeah, I see what your point is. So, so I, I don't think, I think. Doing a trade with with say someone like Utah, moving back, getting another asset. You can then either either you, well, you depends what they want to do. They can either draft a high upside wing at sixteen, and then trade that twenty eighth pick for a big man. Because let's face it, big men aren't as valuable. So you probably could get a decent decent level, like a, a Clint Capella type with Tim Hardaway in that twenty eighth pick and. Hawks might be happy with it, or uh, uh, Daniel Gafford, or someone like that. Yeah, the Daniel Gafford seems more likely to me, just salary wise, because mm. like Clint Capella makes he makes twenty million dollars or more each of the next two seasons, and and Gafford, if I remember, is is kind of a much more affordable guy. But you know this this 13. coming. 
this coming CBA just caught it, it. You know, I've been thinking about it purely from a Mavericks perspective, but it really does cause like half the league problems. Like it's truly nuts. Yeah. But I don't know what they're going to do. And that's why I think, and I mean, I've got my GM mode on because that's what I'd be saying. If I'm Nika Harrison to teams where well, you want to get under the salary cap, you can take Davis Bertans this year and next year when it comes into effect, it's only $5 million. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've that's, heard that's a lot probably, of that's probably the best way to, to sell him. Yeah, it's just it's it's I hate I hate that we would have to send a pick to clear him. It just it's it's very it's very, I know you I know all the trades proposed have Dallas getting a different pick back, so it's not really the same thing, but it's just it it kind of vexes me because I it, it reeks of early LeBron years in Cleveland when they had all these bad signings and then they had to send picks out to get rid of them and then they just couldn't replace any talent. And similar to to the um, LeBron years, Luca just carries a team to a high enough record where it ultimately doesn't matter. So and that that's what comes down to it. He was mm-hmm. too good too early. They jumped the gun and and well, I still don't get why they didn't just offer take on Kent Bismuth's salary, but I'm neither. That's uh, that's Mark Cuban for you. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting. I think I think we once the draft has happened, we'll know a bit more what the structure of this team's like. Um, I'm just waiting for the Woj mm-hmm. um, the free agent night. Dallas resigns Dwight Powell to a one year minimum contract. Just can't you just wait. know it's going to happen. Oh, I mean. And well, the one I'm laughing about is Theo Penson. He can't come back. Oh, he's absolutely coming back. He you was think? in. Oh, yes. They have this. If you are, if you buy tickets to a Mavs game, you kind of have to give them your email. And if you get emails from them, they have this newsletter called the Mavs Insider Newsletter, which it's it's PR fluff. It is what it is. It's like hard to do this time of year when the Mavericks don't actually have anything to talk about. Um, and the first two stories this week were Theo Pinson related. They only, oh, there were no. only three stories. So that 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 was the case. It was just, I just can't, I can't. He can't. He can't. I know. I know. Like, 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 just give AJ Lawson a full-time contract. He, he's. I feel good about the Lawson of it all. Lawson is somebody who, you know, he they've all, he was the third guy. Like he's been in some of their media stuff. So I feel good about what they're doing with Lawson. Yeah, because his his two ways another year. So I don't know what they do. They may keep him on that two way and create that roster flexibility. Right. Uh, right. And then you know midway through the year they can always convert him. That's right. Um, I would hope so. Yeah. That's that's what I, that's uh, that's optimistic. But well, let's end on some optimism, Ollie. Get your day started right. Well, yeah. All right. That's man. Uh, that's what we need. But yeah, well, thanks. I'll, thanks for I'll get off. Hmm? I'll get off now, Kurt. All right, have a good cool. day. Talk Cheers, soon. mate. Bye-bye. Okay, coming up next is my man Andreas coming to us wearing a uh, what? What? What Mavericks jersey do you have on? Yeah, Dirk. the classic Dirk Nowitzki jersey. That's fantastic. That's, that's, that's what we're it's, a, it's a it's a gift, and I feel like wearing it today. Oh, my I, I, favorite. Why not? Exactly. Uh, every day is a good day to wear a Dirk, uh, Dirk one. So, Absolutely. So, so what are we thinking this Friday? A few things. Um, I, um, I did a similar thing uh, like Ollie, I think. Uh, just looked through who's available. Um, not just at the free, but pretty much everywhere since we need 
every position. <laughs> yeah. I think you said it more than once. We need uh, at least one full rotation. And uh, now that we talked about Theo, I think, uh, um, uh, yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> I think he got us really hooked with that one triple-double in the end, flexing the model. Did, uh, did you see his pod like his he did a podcast almost immediately afterwards and as a content maker myself i have a hard time hating on it but he got <laughs> on and did his own podcast about how he had a triple double in a, in a meaningless game which is oh. simply amazing yeah so. well uh yeah I, I don't know how uh, not showing up in terms of production the whole year that's how i felt as a fan right, right? Uh, and then, um, on like you just said, a meaningless game in the end. Um, that, that was quite special. Uh, but uh, some guys stood out to me. And uh, I have a little list here. Ooh. It's Zach to a degree Dorian. Uh, then we have Harrison. Uh, Harrison Barnes, obviously, a guy I always liked. Uh, his demeanor. Sure. And I think he gave back a lot to the community as well. Something yeah, which... yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I think we talked about Dennis Smith Jr. before. Um, I'm not sure if Wesley Matthews is still still a, uh, a guy we should talk about. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't follow up uh, his career too much. You I'm just put the much. fear of God in me. I'm going to be thinking about Wesley Ma- Wesley <laughs> Matthews playing as a Maverick again. I would just it's, he's still alive. He's out there dribble dribble dribbling somewhere. <laughs> Quite possibly. So um, yeah, there are so many other. Uh, uh, guys which came to my mind which uh, for all our health's sake i won't mention now <laughs> right uh um but uh out of those guys who would you like to have back i mean i would harrison is probably too talented and will i think he wants to stay on a good team like sacramento at this point and, i wouldn't mind yeah. having him back because he's at a different place in his career rick carlisle yeah. pushed him into being the number one option when the mavericks didn't really have mm-hmm. any other option they didn't have any other choice yeah. Um, but the way Barnes plays right now, I, just, I, I like the way he, you know, he settled into a true kind of three D super super wing, and he yeah. he plays good defense. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he'd be my favorite though. Honestly, you could you could make a case for all three. Um, yeah, I, think De- yeah, I, I think Dennis might have the hardest path because the Mavericks don't really want small players. Like he's a small guy. He's six foot one with the six one wingspan. That's where like Jaden Hardy you know beats him but yeah he played he well he's transformed himself when he was with the mavericks he wasn't a terrible defender but he wasn't a good defender i would classify him now as a good defender he's really worked on that it's pretty impressive and uh, exactly that and i uh, and i think we we need those those guys who who figured what they can bring besides mm-hmm. maybe one or two big talents is is hustle they really want to bring it they and and they continue to not, uh, need, uh, carve out a niche in the league uh, for themselves for years to come. There's so many players who uh, who, who could be listed, uh, such as this one, and uh, um, the Bucks uh, were full of those um, uh, players at one certain point in time. Um, in my opinion, the reason why we were so good for so long now, and, and I mean, uh, Goran, we continue to talk about them somehow as is is one of those guys to a degree in my. I have a I have a really dark feeling that Goran's going to retire and then head to Miami and work in their front office. Quite like, yeah, that's uh, he would fit there somehow. Yeah. I, I think, and somehow I think Tim Hardaway is destined to go to to Miami at one point as well. I, I think, think so too. Home there, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and he worked. Does he still work out there? Quite possibly. Um, yeah, because be I, I, right he now. tended to. He grew up there, 
and, and yeah, is, yeah. you know Detroit and Miami, I think, are kind of places he considers home. Mm. So I see, and I think he's got that uh, that Miami. Um, I don't want to say Gene. Uh, this, uh, this Miami way of my, they do things yeah. in, the, in the team. Well, yeah. anyway, another idea is: uh, Did Frank Vogel just uh, sign with, with whom? Did they say sign? Phoenix. He's going to be their head coach, and that's that's a good spot for him. I I think he's a good coach. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, the, obviously the the seat in uh, at the Lakers is always at least some somewhat warm, if not hot, mm-hmm. regardless of what your name is, right? Right. Uh, uh, maybe unless you're Phil Jackson, but even then. Um, right. So yeah, I'm most curious who who would be out there for us right now as 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 that solid. A knowledgeable assistant coach who could slot in uh, if if Jason Kidd turns around and does get tacked out at one point in his career. I don't ever, know if we'll right. ever see that. <laughs> no, that's a good. I mean, somebody's mentioned Terry Stotts earlier in the show. Uh, yeah, still kind of hanging about. James Borrego's heading to Houston. I think I would have liked him. Um, mm-hmm. I just even if it's another bench assistant who like if we're not that familiar with them that's fine but somebody who yeah. has like experience under their belt for years yeah. is what I would be like because I, I think Sean Sweeney is probably one of the more experienced coaches on the Maverick staff yeah you know, I, I uh, Jared um, or Dudley wants to wants to be a head coach one day but it's just like that's not something that happens overnight nah, you gotta you, you really gotta put in your time so yeah that and uh I personally don't see Jared Dudley there. I would rather see JJ Barea there, if if you would talk me right. But that's right. If you're going to have a recent player, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he has got certainly the respect of the players there right now. Um, mm. So so that might be something. Uh, I don't see the Terry Stotts because he's he has the experience, but I don't see him as being the guy who's like Jason. No, no. We are not doing right. this, you know? right? Uh, so, yeah. and and we really need that. The guy who is saying we're not running the same play again. Uh, everybody knows already. You know, you ran since since your first head coach code days. We are not That's doing right. Um, so, hmm. or who could potentially take over? Um, I think that's something you mentioned uh, last time as well. If Jason is gonna be on the lookout for a new job uh, uh, halfway through the season. I mean, I could be wrong about that. For anybody that doesn't know what Andreas is talking about, my opinion is that he sort of starts the seat, starts the year with this his position under fire a little bit, just because yeah. the Mavericks cannot afford another mediocre start to the year. They need to start the year and play well from the get go. Yeah, they do. Uh, I, th- I think I'm, I'm in that mind as well. Uh, another season like that, that 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 wouldn't run like that. No, right. I, I um, then there is uh, uh, one thing which has been on my mind since the playoff started, and I really wanted Denver to play well, and I'm so happy that they did, yeah. because yet another overlooked European dude with a few pounds too many on his on his hips really is blowing up everyone's minds. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about, Nikola, and. Uh, uh, so I, I really like that idea. What I um, what I don't know, and would like to know from you, what you, what your stance on this is? Do you think with 
with Denver maybe winning it. They are not too far away from it now. Uh, would that merit on uh, those 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 weak uh, European players who never really achieve anything um, change if Denver wins it? Do you think that, that there would be a change? Of, uh, Dirk maybe d did a little bit of work there. Uh, that's the reason why I really like my Dirk, uh, sure. <laughs> my Dirk year, obviously. Do you, do you think there is an opportunity for that merit to change to a degree? Yes, but it, yeah. it's going to be still another 10, 15 years of it to where it's mm -hmm. normal. You know, Victor Wembanyama coming in. The oh, world's yeah. best players, the four, you know, top some of the top four MVP vote getters were not American born. Yeah. And that takes American media, particularly older American media, they're it's a cope. They're still trying to figure out how to exactly. ascertain and assess it. And you know, just the way Joel Embiid won MVP this year, for example. And Grant, he's not American born either, but I mean, Jokic is just better than him. Just yeah. plain better. There's not there's not a discussion. I, I, anybody anybody that wants to have it, it'd be fun. It's a fun talk, but it's not <laughs> Jokic is better. And it's it, it was crazy. Like somehow the talking points heading into to the playoffs was can Jokic do it in the playoffs? Here's a stat for you. Embiid has been part of a playoff series once in his entire career where he was in the series and played all four and played during four wins. Oh, really? He gets hurt and they rest him so much that he often isn't out there. He misses time all the time. And then you go look at their playoff wins, the, the, the series wins that they've ever had. They're jokes. Whereas, you know, Denver's going to take some some reasonable flack for how they get to the finals, I think, historically this year because they played some kind of weaker teams. But Denver made it to the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago. Like, they're a good basketball team. I the, the, This yeah. sort of stuff takes time. I think it's more about market than it is about players because it, it, it's really shocking here. And you just see it in the numbers. And I, because I mean, I run a website, I see it like, there's incentive to have the Lakers in everything because Lakers fans are everywhere. There are oh, so many more Lakers fans than there are other fan bases probably combined. And it's just, it's, it's really something. My friend, you know, just to bring it back to Jokic for a second, because I think it's a fun discussion point. My friend Adam Mares, who runs DNVR, um, one of the, the, the Denver-based sports site, he okay. was in on Jokic from his rookie year on, and he talks about how one of the reasons why he likes watching Jokic so much is Jokic plays basketball in, he calls it a new way. I mean, it's not really new, but like he really doesn't play like anyone else. No yeah. one did passes like him. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it took till this year, but he's the best passing big man in the game. He's the, he might be just the best passer in the game. And I love Luca, but some of the stuff Jokic does is like, what the hell? He sees it like it's it's really crazy. I, I love watching Jokic, and I think they're just going to beat the pants off the Miami Heat. Yeah, I think so too. As as impressive as this run has been from Miami, uh, this uh, really tip to the hat to the, the whole yeah. uh, coaching uh, and uh, down to the last player. Really, I, I find this admirable and something I think Dallas could learn something from. Really, uh, from both teams in the finals now. Um, um, uh, it's great takes, thank you. So, sure. so yeah, that um, let's see how this develops in the in the next years. I'm I'm very curious, and yeah, let's see how Victor Vembanyana, that tall, skinny dude, right from France, 
um, uh, will, will, will influence that. I'm very, I'm very curious, really. Yeah. I love him. So I, I'm not sure if the guy's in the chat anymore, um, but I got a question. I'm going to pop it up on stage here just because I want to answer it while I'm thinking about it. Um, cannot, can't read those letters. Don't know how to read. Um, but the, the guy says, in Europe, according to Victor Aminyama's games, the average player is not enthusiastic about him. Why is he already a star in the United States? This is a fantastic question. And here's why. Here's why this guy is uh, is already a star here or is like being pushed so hard and why his European teammates might not necessarily love him. He when from the time he was about 15 on, it was very evident he was going to be an NBA player and he was going to be one of the best players like in the world, the draft type stuff. And yeah. his whole uh, development path has been much more Victor Weminyama focused than team focused. And if mm. I'm a veteran on one of those teams oh. and the team is catering to a 17 year old. That pisses me off. It's and they probably don't blame him, but like that sort of stuff. It's like you you have a coworker that gets special treatment. Nobody likes that. Nobody exactly. likes it. Like yep. Luca had the benefit of being part of one of the best teams in Europe and being part oh. of the team. It was not like he was a benefactor of team success, not necessarily the sole driver of team success. He was he was a part, you know. So I, I think that that's. But that, that's why he's going to be, a, you know, he's going to be, Victor Womanyama is going to be a star here. Um, there's a really good story that came out today from ESPN about um, just sort of the health, like how they're trying, what they're getting ahead of trying to keep him healthy. Kristaps Porzingis, a comparison point simply because they're both tall. Kristaps got tall so quickly. He had all these bio, biomechanical issues and he probably, he still has them to this day where he has trouble with lateral stuff because his yeah. muscles were so tight. This guy, yeah. Anyways, I could talk about Victor Weminyama forever. So. <laughs> I'm so curious to see how obviously he pans out uh, and uh, uh, under this uh, unparalleled pressure, uh, up uh, to maybe up to I don't know. Uh, um, really, LeBron, I I have not witnessed anything like that. Yeah, and that has been healthy to a degree for Luca as well. That he hasn't been number one uh, to yeah. really. To really push, uh, um, uh, proving everyone right that uh, knowingly or unconsciously, however you want to call that, one way or the other, uh, to be the player he thankfully became, and uh, that that is another point, right? The Andre Ayton was so hyped. I remember this to this day that everybody, uh, after long thought process, was really like the Andre Ayton. Mm -hmm. um, fair comparison or not? Probably not a fair comparison. But Greg Oden pops in mind every time, right? As a number one, great, great, dynamic sort of big man uh, idea, right? Uh, right. Bless his soul is, uh, I think, a wonderful human being as well as once forth. But that's uh, we all know how this story panned out, poor guy. That's right. Um, maybe one last point, if you allow me uh, to pivot to. Um, uh, is the bites at the apple idea you po uh, pointed out earlier. Um, I don't know where I read it, but I think it was 14 draft picks, 14 first round draft picks is what Oklahoma has to... It's, a, it's crazy. To, to 2000, was it 30 or something like that? 14, it's so many picks. Uh, their own and others they got, and they already have a great team, right? Yeah. 
And uh, you then I think earlier I I, uh, I on this um, on this um, iteration here on another one I was listening to in the gym. Um, uh, New Orleans was brought up, and then you have so many other teams with so many draft picks and so many and already a good team. The bites at the apple thing gets more and more important. I think there's no way around uh, getting Kyrie back, first of all. And then looking around the market where players might be available uh, who might be not that archetypical OG Ananobi, um, Mikael um, Bridges sort of uh, free in the wing player or your, um, I don't know, Victor Vembanyana guy, but where you maybe, I know I've spoke about this guy before, Mat Matisse Feibel. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a reason he is regarded as such a good defender, and I think he would slot in beautifully at the free, my opinion. Right? He's just uh, such the, a bad shooter, and that's the hard yeah. part. So. But is he really at the uh, at, in Portland right now? I think mm -hmm. he improved it with, with a guy um, being a point guard in a caliber such as Damian Lillard. Who is a wonderful guy, but maybe not as good in distributing the ball as Luca. And well, Kyrie. I mean, Luca, Luca single-handedly improved Dorian Finney-Smith's three-point shooting yeah. just by getting him better shots. Like we saw exactly. that when Dorian went away. So I mean, it's it's a it's a fun discussion point. I just don't know if it would actually happen. You know. Yeah, neither do I. But I think the bites at the apple, getting guys in who are good at one two things, and then getting those plus five wins in the end of the season, moving us back to the playoffs. I think this is what uh, would make me uh, get my my pulse back to to <laughs> you know to to the normal baseline. If guys like that would be on the roster uh, when the season starts, um, just yeah, that, that that would be really nice. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, well, thank you for having me. Yeah. No. Thanks for coming on, um, guys. I have to to run. I just checked my phone and I have a bunch of urgent messages. I hate bailing out uh but i always take a little bit of a gamble when i do this during the work day and here we are um so as far as scheduling goes josh bow and i'll be back next tuesday i'm also doing a live show uh with a draft expert earlier on tuesday please join those and then we'll do this next week um again i always appreciate when you guys take the time to hang out with me i know it's 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 the middle of summer there's not much Mavs wise going on. I always love these conversations. I always love giving people a chance to talk. Um, I saw my man Brandon in here. I see Krishna and Hyperion waiting to talk. I feel bad about that. So, so guys, shoot me an email um, if you want to. Yeah, that's that's definitely another thing. You, know, you can email us at podmaverickpodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, and maybe we will. You know, Josh and I might be able to answer some of those during our show. Um, but again, you know, please join us again next week. Thanks for giving us a listen, and I will talk with everyone soon. Go Mavericks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.